You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. To learn more about Gospel Centered Rest, check us out online at gospelcenteredrest.ca. Now today, 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 we are uh, catching up kind of in our discussion in the book of Ephesians. We've been going along, trucking along in the book of Ephesians yeah. the last several weeks um, in our sermon series. More and than halfway through. I guess, I guess, yeah, it is more than halfway through. End of chapter four. Chap- is chapter five this coming? Well, the rest of chapter four, right? It'd be this coming Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to, ah, uh, man, I, I want to kind of finish up what I rushed through last Sunday morning. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. so we might make it, we'll make it a verse 24, Lord willing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll take a look at uh, the practical. Yeah. That's one of the things that's been kind of surprising mm-hmm. is we would have begun with verse 24 and said, okay, Paul, just tell me what to do. Yeah. And Paul sets it up for yeah. 24 verses yeah. as to how to uh, prepare our hearts to be able to live out God's word, uh, live out uh the righteousness and holiness of Christ. He almost sets it up with the first three chapters. Oh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> the first four chapters, yeah. right? Yeah. Before he gets there. But that's yeah. an important um, note to even make. And maybe even just to talk about for a moment, David, um, naturally, like our human instinct is to go for the, go for the checklist, the do's and the, and, and the don'ts and the application and the practicality. Um, but it is really interesting to see how, when you read through an epistle like Ephesians, just how much time is spent on, on just what we're believing, what we're understanding to be true, yeah, and yeah, what, and where we're living with that, um, and then later, later after all the time spent on that, it's like, well, this is how it, how how it impacts your life. Yeah, and I think that's why Paul spent some time in Ephesians four, after he speaks about our character. Um, so humility, gentleness, mm-hmm. uh, patience, bearing with one another, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. And then the person of God, the power of God. Um, and then he quotes from uh, Psalm 68, talking about giving us gifts. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about um, the gift of the word. So even what we read in Ephesians 1 through 3, um, we need to be taught that so we grow up um, with a stature measured by Christ's fullness mm. so that we're not tossed back and forth. So just the importance of the word, the importance of um, growing up in the word and, and in a Christ likeness helps us with, with unity. Mm-hmm. So, Love it. Yeah. I, and and when in, in our world, I think it's important because we don't usually go back there. Like we don't usually say, okay, maybe if my theology's off a bit or if I don't know what I believe, um, you know, that doesn't, does that really matter? And Paul says, yeah, it actually really does matter uh, because he goes uh, after he talks about, you know, the church um, hearing the word, the church uh, being invested in the word and then the church ministering to one another. uh, Because if we're not doing that, then we're like little children or we're tossed back and forth by the waves and uh, we're, and if we don't know what we believe, then we believe everything. And, or we think we believe nothing, but we, we end up believing what others tell us. And, and that creates disunity. Um, but it also creates 
all sorts of issues in our life, like we'll, we'll see this coming Sunday, mm-hmm. um, where if we go and live like Gentiles, it can be a, it can be a dark place. So I, the, the, other, the other interesting thing in Ephesians is Paul's push for unity. Yeah. And he's actually been on that for, like, since uh, yeah. Ephesians chapter 3. That's actually surprised me as mm-hmm. we've been going through this study, just how much that seems to just keep coming up mm-hmm. and the importance of unity and the perspective of, uh, of how that works out in the local body and how much your, your own personal godliness um, affects your unity with other believers and your understanding yeah. of doctrine and all that affects your unity. Yeah, yeah. Ephesians 2 and 3 talk about how God created unity, um, the work that God did to bring Jew and Gentile together, uh, the Holy Spirit's work in our life, and then in Ephesians 4, how, we can, how we're responsible for unity and how we, um, uh, through, through the Word and through... Uh, theology and through speaking the truth and love, all of these things um, were built up uh, mm-hmm. as each person do- uses their gifts. And I think that's, that's very interesting as well because it's not, people say, well, what, do you, you know, what is leadership doing for unity? And in a sense, we're, you know, we're investing in the word and we're mm-hmm. seeking to teach the word in love, but uh, we're doing that to build up the church in order for them to build one another up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all the parts need to be moving and, and working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if we just park there for just a moment, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, when he goes through that list and he himself, he's speaking, Paul's speaking of Jesus, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son. And as you were mentioning there, David, it's so important <laughs> to realize like the serving one another selflessly and serving one another in the church is contributing to the unity of the church. Mm-hmm. And a unified church is serving and serving each other and serving for the faith, for the purpose of building one another up in Christ rather than for our own selfish gain or um, selfish prosperity. It's, it's for the, it's for the good of the whole body. Mm-hmm. And this is how God has set it up. Yeah. It's, and it's challenging. Um, I think Byron, Byron is with us, uh, but it's, it's challenging, I think, isn't it, Byron? Because even just those words, like to build up, um, how many people need to build or to be built up today? Like the world, the flesh, evil powers tear us down. Sometimes the church tears one another down. Um, and it, it is a powerful ministry to think that each person, each believer has been gifted to be built up um, ultimately by God, so that they're filled with the fullness of Christ. But take that in turn to build others up. And um, I think that's just a beautiful picture to the world of what the church can be and, and should be. It's, I'm struck by just a recollection, even what you said on Sunday, that these are word, word gifts, mm-hmm. that these people are phrased as gifts. Otherwise, other places Paul talks about, well, the gift of this and the gift of that. Here he puts it in in people terms, right? Mm -hmm. That God gave 
apostles. He mm. gave evangelists. He gave prophets. And all these people are dealing with the word, doing yeah. with the word of God and giving that to people so that they hear it and respond in faith and that they grow in faith. And as that happens, then that implication that that's how you're equipped. You're equipped by hearing the word, having somebody share that with you, help you think it through, teach you in different ways. So then you grow. So you become equipped for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. And obviously, there's a process there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. And he uses that very picturesque language about being tossed about on the waves or blown around by every wind that whole idea that unless we have our roots in God's word we're going to be all over the place and we're going to get off balance and we're going to get confused and we're going to get spun around and all sorts of different things well that's not helping me to build the rest of my body, the, my brothers and sisters, to help them. And it's so interrelated there mm -hmm. that it's not just me and God off in a corner. I'm part of this body, and he's overseeing what's happening as we grow and mature. Yeah, and I, I think part of the beauty of the picture that Paul's creating and the beauty of the church is we... You know, we can take our growth as a personal growth. So we do our personal devotions. We, uh, you know, we we can see that we're growing, but for what purpose? And um, that's the beauty of it is whether you're in the church or whether you're in a relationship, uh, marriage or friendship or parent or child, grandparent, or whether you're in your community, uh, using your gifts um, in the fullness of Christ to build others up. It, it's just, uh, how many people need to be built up, but also how many people would love to build others up? And that's the picture that, that Paul's creating. And then, so if we were to say, okay, well, how do you do that? So that's what Paul's leading us through. So it begins with character, and then it begins with, or then it's followed by um, our oneness in Christ. And then it's followed by Psalm 68 that talks about when we use our gifts, God uses our gifts like the weapons in the Old Testament where they conquered the enemy. Our gifts conquer the enemy of, um, you know, spiritual warfare, mm. of uh, the flesh. So we want, you know, we want other people to build us up and it becomes about us. We're battling with temptation, but building others up um, and, gen and then just the world. So... Uh, and then he says, okay, now through the word, um, the word builds us up. So we build one another up and others build us up. And so you say, well, okay, just tell me how to do that. What is it? How can, how can, you, how can I tell when I'm maturing? And it's you speak the truth in love. Like just in a few words, mm -hmm. there are books written about this. There are, I mean, this is a timeless topic. And Paul says, we're maturing when we know the truth, but we don't just know the truth, we know the truth and we speak it in love. Uh, and, and that's how we build, it up, build one another up. So we're eager to hear the truth um, because we're, we want to be people of the word, uh, but we also want to um, speak it in love. Um, and, and again, like I think that's the Bible and, and Christ um, 
And then the apostles and prophets set the bar for that. Mm -hmm. Bible's very truthful. But it's, boy, you just, you know, you're spoken to in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so people speak the truth in love. And we begin to support one another and to build one another up. And people begin to work properly. Um, mm. You just think about that in terms of marriage. Truth and love. So we're not going to believe the lies. We're going to speak truthfully, but we're for one another to build one another up. And that's actually what he talks about uh, later on in, in chapter 4, um, verse 28 or twenty. 29. 29. No unwholesome language yeah. should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone yeah. in need. So yeah. we'll talk about this later, but um, I need to know their needs so I can build them up. If I don't, if I don't know their needs, mm-hmm. am I really going to build someone up? Well, I was actually just having this conversation about speech and, and speaking and, and truth yesterday with somebody. Um, but in first Timothy four twelve the famous passage of Paul saying to Timothy, don't let anyone despise your youth, but be an example to believers in speech. Um, It's interesting. Again, it begins with speech. And when we think about our biblical theology of speech, we we remember passages like James uh, about how destructive the tongue can be. Um, And we remember, you know, the warnings in Proverbs about uh, the fool always being free with uh with their words and with their tongue but what we get in ephesians 4 and we get even from colossians 3 is this or colossians 4 is this um is this ability that the that the tongue has to bestow grace into somebody's life that our speech has to be a gift of grace rather than used for destruction rather Mm -hmm. than used for 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 deceit and for tearing down, but actually like grace giving in the way that we speak to one another. So it, it is interesting, like out of all the things he could have said, he says, speaking the truth in love. Yeah. And even, I mean, out of all the things, right. Even as a beginning place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's just start there. Um, let's, let's speak truth and love. And that's, that's a game changer in relationships. That's a game changer yeah. in bringing unity. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus even said that the intents of our heart flow from our mouths. True. Mm-hmm. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Yeah. So if you think about it that way, it's like Paul's addressing that before he gets to the other issues of the heart, yeah. which are going to be coming up in the put off, put on, mm-hmm. which is to be continued on Sunday yeah. and next week, right? Yeah. I love how Paul summarizes it all in verse 16 because it's such a powerful picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so from him, the whole body fitted and knit together. Uh, we know that the church has challenges and people feel left out and they don't feel or experience that they fit in, mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're knit together. And so Paul, and, and we're also talking like Jew and Gentile, and we're talking Gentiles. And so what unites us is Christ. And the same thing happens in our culture today. What brings us together? I mean, like we've been saying, there's so much to divide, especially today. Yeah. But the church can be a place where you fit and where you belong and where you're knit together with, like you have this concern for others. Every, by every supporting ligament, everybody's 
Like this is not, there's nobody missing from this. Uh, there's no gift that is not valued. In fact, if gifts are undervalued or if gifts, somebody says, well, they don't need my gift, then we read in places like Corinthians and Romans saying, you know, the, the body's hurting. Um, the body's not functioning in, in a good way. And then um, every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for the building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. So if you just work backwards, mm-hmm. each individual part um, in love builds one another up to promote growth as we support every ligament because we're knit and fit. Mm-hmm. Knit and, knitted and knit fitted. And fit. <laughs> knitted and fitted together. <laughs> we are knit together and we fit together. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But you work backwards. And what a, like, and that's why you invite you know, your neighbor out and come to church. And you'll say, well, it'll be a really weird place for them to come because everything's so strange if you're not used to it. But this is hopefully what they see. Uh, people knit together, they're fit together, they're building one another up, um, and, and they're loving one another. And it's interesting, when you read this, it's, it's kind of like a reminder, like, this, is, this can be hard work. Oh, yeah. Like, this can be, this can be challenging, challenging work, but what an amazing gift it is to be able to do this um, for the benefit of one another, building each other up in Christ for his glory. Uh, what a what a gift from from God Himself that He would call us to such a such an incredible thing, you mm-hmm. know, us sinners, saved and redeemed, predestined, elected. Mm-hmm. Now let's build each other up with these truths, yeah. right? And I think like I've had this conversation recently, but we talk a lot about rest here at Grace, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously gospel centered rest. We talk about rest. But I think also part of the part of the picture of rest, and sometimes we think about rest, it's like, you know, we just sit back and we relax and we don't do anything and other people do it for us. And there are times where we need to like physically take a take a take a rest like that. And scripture talks about that. But we're talking about like a like spiritual rest. Christ gives us spiritual rest. He carries our burdens. He carries the the things we can't carry carry ourselves. But part of that rest is um, and that spiritual rest in Christ is the ability that we have to to serve one another, like mm-hmm. serving each other, building each other up in Christ. As Paul's putting out here, this is this is all part of experiencing that rest that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. That um, even in our brokenness and our difficulties and whatever past negative experiences we've had, whether it's with church or family, and we're we're healing from that part of the healing process is going through Ephesians four, getting to Ephesians four, three Ephesians one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really good discussion to have, especially coming out of COVID. I think people are trying to figure out where they're, yeah. where they're at. And, and just we're a consumer individualistic, mm-hmm. very confused society right now. Like everything goes, there, there's a lot there's a lot in our culture to confuse and um and and then to find chat like basically you could divide ephesians in a number of ways but one helpful way is um ephesians one through three is god is for us mm-hmm. ephesians four through six how are we for one another and t- that's that's what ephesians um 
helps us understand that we can be for others because God is for us. And that's why we can hear the truth of God's word because we know that he's for us. And Amen. now we can, I can hear the truth from my wife because I know she's for me. She loves me and she cares for me. That's a really good, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you think even of, um, parenting, for example, uh, you know, speak the truth in love. Uh, you think of our workplaces, our culture, how can we lead by speaking truth in love? And, and that's, that's the fine balance that Paul prepares us for. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks, gents, for that further discussion on speaking the truth of love. We'd encourage you that if you haven't already, um, you can go back and listen to this past week's sermon, which will give you even greater context to the passage. And coming up this coming week on Sunday, we're going to be finishing. I, well, I'm up until verse 24, you were saying. I think 24. If 24. I can hit 25, <laughs> that would be a good day. So that's 17 to 24, 17 to 24, 17 to 24. And then, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much in 25 right through to the next chapter. So, so maybe, yeah, 24 would be good. good, (laughs) (laughs) But either way, come, it'll be edifying. It'll be encouraging and it'll be speaking the truth and love. 